Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. Shift Division Media presents the Power Up Podcast. Oh, Remy making America rap again. I'm not saying it actually makes sense. I'm telling you what she, her excuse could be, but that, I mean, Donald Trump keeps saying that everyone supported him, so I mean, you can lie to yourself <laughs> if you want to. Been friends a We've long been friends a long time, so relax. We've got years. Relax. Many signatures in the year. I want to do a scene where relax. See what liquor do to people. Like, listen, and follow the vision. Welcome to the Pour Up Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I am Mike Lake, and here with my homie John Mike. What up, what up, guys? Steve couldn't make it today, our third host. Um, schedule issues, but uh, shouts to Steve. We'll be hitting him up a little bit later to see uh, what he think about uh, whatever we talk about at that time. He'll be hitting the Shift Division <laughs> Media Hotline. <laughs> which you can reach at uh, we don't have a number so yeah, we'll, get, we'll be getting back to yeah, that with that you gotta one. be in our phone to be able to hit the hotline <laughs> yeah what's up it's, called, it's like the red phone like yeah. the presidential line but um, what's been going on JM a whole another week back whole another week a lot is going on uh, we're gonna have a couple of people uh, guests on the show today we're gonna have of course Steve which we mentioned we're also gonna have a good friend of ours Jake coming in we're gonna be talking about football which yes. kicked off with the Hall of Fame game this past weekend but I didn't catch it. How was it? Uh, hey, it was a preseason game. So, I mean, <laughs> it was good just to see football being played. Um, I think now that we have our new location, the new pour-up office is in Ebor. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more street. excitement for us because we got a little, we, we're definitely going to be Sundays. The pour-up will be out in the streets watching the football game. So, it's yes. a little more excitement to have the games back. Also, we got our Shift Division Fantasy League popping off. Ten, what? Ten team league. Yeah, we got ten teams. Last last year we had eight. This year we have ten. Yes. We had some auditions. Some people had to get cut. <laughs> yeah. Some people should have been cut, but because we're your friend, we didn't cut you, Jerry. So um, there's <laughs> other people that made it in the fantasy league. So. Yeah, Jay, Jay, uh, Jerry bowed out, but his girl stepped up, so she's in the league. A couple other friends and some shit division listeners. Uh, if you want to be in the league next year, just let us know. We'll we'll take your money too. So get at us. Yes. Um, and then the most important thing, which we're going to kick off the show with, is Game of Thrones. Uh, we have not talked about TV in quite a few episodes, and since Steve is a guest and not a host today, <laughs> we're going to talk about some Game of Thrones. Uh, we're not going to nerd out on you. We're just going to kind of skim over actually the whole lineup of HBO shows, which is pretty damn impressive at this point. Yeah, HBO show, um, <laughs> really, really doing well. Showtime's coming with its game over the next few weeks, and The Walking Dead comes back soon. But what did you think of this le- ne- or this past episode of Game of Thrones? If you have not watched it, I'm sorry for you. It's uh, Wednesday at this point, so spoilers, you should have. Spoilers, spoilers are coming. Um, personally, I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, the crazy thing is, if you haven't watched it by now, I don't know how you already haven't ran into spoilers because social media was absolutely lit. Pun 100% intended if you saw the episode. Facebook, Twitter, everybody was... Just bugging out about the level of oh my fucking godness that happened on this episode. Um, my personal opinion, one of the best, uh, I would call it flexing. They were flexing. They were showing off their their CG, the cinematography. I love the angles. I love the story where we've been led to after seven seasons mm-hmm. to culminate in this seventh season where winter has finally arrived. All the pieces are where they're supposed to be. It's almost like the end of a chess match where you know. Things have to happen. Ain't no more time for bullshit. No more setting up. And that's where they brought us to here at this point. And even in a mid-season episode, what were we on, episode four? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, 
where this story is going, and I'm curious to see where it goes next. I'll say this: it's in the top five for battle scenes, which is insane to think about. Like if you got if you guys are fans of television, which I'm sure some of our listeners are. Um, you understand that this is a TV show. This isn't a movie. Yeah. This is not a movie. This is not Lord of the Rings. This is a TV show. Well, the TV show. And budget. the fact that they have more than one battle scene mm-hmm. like this, or one scene in at all to hang their hat on, this is in the top five. And I'm not sure if it's in the top four. I will say it's in the top five. The reason is because there wasn't really a lot at stake in this one. You know, like the Battle of the Bastards had like. That was the bi- North was th- th- that, that was a biblical fight. That yeah. was like the epitome of good versus evil. Yes. That is, you know, the person you hate the most in the show versus the person that everyone roots for. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't Hard Home because I or uh, yeah because Hard Home was you know the first time we had seen the dead. It was kind of the the just probably one of the biggest losses where you just had your heart ripped out. Yeah. Um, I just think there were other battles that I think were had more at stake than this so one. So when you say top five, you don't mean in in total movie history. You no, no, I'm in, 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 in Game okay. of Thrones. In, in I, I, Game I, I, of Thrones, top five. Um, I will say this: I was, it reminded me a lot of Battle of the Bastards, as far as when you know you got Bronn running through the fi- fire and brimstone and Jamie and them wrestling around. Uh-huh. But it was like, it was Battle of the Bastards with a dragon. <laughs> it adds so much more to it. Um, like Jon Snow was dodging arrows, he was dodging horses, he uh-huh. was dodging all kinds of things. But to watch people, and they're they're dodging the normal elements of what you imagine a medieval fight being, which is like, just, you know, arrows flying, fire, yeah, hand to uh, hand, people, man to man. yeah, people hand to hand, people running at any point. You don't know where someone's coming from an angle, and then all of a sudden, you have basically <laughs> you have someone um, come up. You have a dragon fly over you, and you're like, holy shit! This is like when in Call of Duty. One of your friends gets a helicopter, and you have to realize that okay, we're all fighting hand, we're all fighting with guns, and now this dude's got a helicopter. Everyone running hide, but there's nowhere you can hide because they're in the middle of a damn field. So it's just like you just hope you're not the one that gets burned in that moment. Honestly, you say hope. How could you even begin to hope or understand what's what, like where where things are coming from? Like you said, if I'm fighting you hand to hand, JM. All I got to do is worry about you, but there's a fucking dragon flying over, there's horses running around, there's shit already on fire, there's arrows being thrown everywhere. Yeah. It's just absolute chaos and carnage. And one thing that I loved about the way Game of Thrones handled it was, this just like with the Battle of the Bastards, a lot of practical effects. They were really running those horses past Jon Snow in that in that battle scene. Mm-hmm. They were doing the same thing here. Yeah. And they were panning from views from points of views near the ground or on the ground to give you that first person point of view as if you're there to understand this shit's crazy. And then mixing that with the dragon flying overhead, mm-hmm. they were giving us some dope some dope angles. Like, here's a practical effect, and then CG, and it looks seamless, and it was absolutely amazing. So like I said, HBO, they, they're they flexing their muscle here. I, they, they should win some awards for cinematography and, and uh, special effects. Absolutely, and I think it kind of... I don't know, for me, man, it's, it's so realistic. Like, you watch movies like... Um, like Braveheart or like mm-hmm. Gladiator and stuff like that, and it kind of brings you into the element of what it would have been like to fight in that period. And this takes something that is as ridiculous and unbelievable mm-hmm. as a damn dragon flying around and make you feel. It makes you feel like, damn, I could I could feel what these like what's going through. Um, but not only that, like that wasn't the most impressive thing in that episode either. We like or it, it was the most impressive, but it wasn't the only impressive thing in that yeah. episode. Uh, I thought Arya coming back to. Um, the North was extremely cool, and I thought the we've seen her beat people before. We've seen her do some killing, but most of it was killing in disguise and kind mm-hmm. of in the shadows, and then popping up on people. And 
now we saw her fight, which most people in the show would consider probably one of the best warriors that we could think of. There's single, probably single yeah, combat. There's yeah. Jon Snow. There's the Hound. There's there's her, and then there's a few other people that are like very skilled fighters. She is obviously in whatever top whatever you want to make for Game of Thrones. In this show, she is a skilled fighter. And Arya kind of gives you the thought that she could probably run circles around her. Like, you might be big, you might be strong, but if I'm quicker than you, yeah. I can take you out. Well, that's the, that's the dope thing about the assassin skill set. Isn't, it isn't necessarily experience like what Jamie Lannister has or experience like what she has or the Hound and Brute Strength. It's using your, at, your uh, not your atmosphere, using your uh, surroundings to your advantage. And one of those being yourself and how swift and quick you can move around somebody who's dressed in full armor mm-hmm. and, and take them down strategically as opposed to just going head to head. The reason, Bri- her name is Brienne of Tarth, right? Mm-hmm. The reason Brienne is such, if you had to do a hierarchy of single combat uh, combatants in the show, the reason why she stands out is the times we've seen single combat, which has been, I would say, about 10 separate times in the show mm-hmm. in all the seasons. Um, the Hound himself, him and his brother, the Mountain, have always stood out as this is my pick for single combat because he just obliterated his opponent. The Viper was pretty dope, but he got cocky and got his head crushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brienne kills the mountain or essentially uh, wounds him, beats him. She beats him, mm-hmm. kicks him off the fucking mountain. Uh, she beats him, and that puts her above everybody else that we've seen him beat. So, um, yeah, that, that puts her right at the top of single. Like, if I had to go to single combat the way they do their court in, mm-hmm. in this land. Uh, oh shit my life's on the line I, I may pick her I may pick the mountain but, uh, I'm probably picking the mountain I'm but, not gonna lie but looking at what we saw uh, the Viper do and what we saw Arya do mm-hmm. and that may not necessarily be the best pick yeah well yeah the, the quickness is like you said strategic. Probably, it's, it's strategic it's also you're wearing a shit ton of armor yeah just, that's the biggest thing we notice is that all those knights wear a bunch of armor and it does you know kind of weigh them down watch all the fighters that you see Make it out of those battles. Braun, Arya, the Viper, Jon Snow. They're mm-hmm. never wearing that armor. They're wearing, you know, just leather and normal outfits. It puts them at much more risk of dying from other things, but they're quicker and they're able to adjust with what their you know what their surroundings are. I think we should <laughs> wrap it up with the with the Game of Thrones talk, man, and let's move on to a couple of other shows. Ballers and Insecure are going on right now. Um, well, I know that me and you are both fa- fans of Insecure. Yes. It it's at an interesting place in the show. It's hella hilarious. It's so <laughs> it's so real to the dating world in a way because I'm not going to lie, man. I've been Lawrence. Yeah. I've been Lawrence. I've been Lawrence. I've, I've probably had someone look at me and tell me that I was a fuckboy that thought he was a good guy. I, and I've, <laughs> I've actually probably got that text message in my phone right now from years ago. <laughs> Because uh, I don't delete text messages like that, but I probably got it in my phone. So I imagine, like, I felt some, I felt some type of way. I felt like, no, he actually is a good guy, but he's he's got a mix of emotions. Well, the, the interesting thing, and this might derail us a little bit. Um, the interesting thing to me in that statement is the term "fuckboy." Yeah, it's a, it's not a new term, but it's been recently rejuvenated in <laughs> in social media to almost mean anything that someone doesn't like. It's kind of like the word "hater." It's like, hey, John Michael, how you like how you like uh, my shirt? And you go, fuck your shirt. That's terrible. You're a hater to me now. Mm-hmm. You know how a hater can be. Even any, though it any, might actually be a bad yeah, shirt. Yeah, it might be a bad shirt or it could just be your opinion. Yeah. Everybody's a hater if they disagree. And I think the same thing is happening with the word fuckboy. 
if you do anything that a female, uh, let's say black Twitter or black females, for the most part are Latinos, I would say. Anybody who uses that kind of slang, uh, if you do anything that they don't agree with, then you're a fuckboy. I will say this. He did mess up by saying, he, I will come to the family reunion and then ditching it. I'm not saying he, he didn't should have, do anything he should have said, ish I'm just I, saying. But the thing is, I don't think that. he knew he wouldn't enjoy it until he got there. Yeah. You got people playing the flute. It looked like they were LARPing. You got people grilling, playing loud music. There <laughs> was some crazy things happening at that barbecue. Live but action role playing. I feel like if he wanted to leave and he wanted to do that, he it would. He should have took it, taken the L and stayed there, and then told her at the end, "Hey, I don't really think I want something that serious." That would be the if you're actually a good guy moment. Well, I also think at the same time he should have known what he like. The moment they're sitting, in, the moment yeah, the moment they're in that bed. And he's having these conversations that he is bored out of his mind with. And that, and that he realizes, oh, no, this is not what I thought it was. But I was kind of looking at it through rose-colored glasses. He should, have, he should have started to realize, I probably shouldn't go to this barbecue because I'm not that into this girl. Yeah, classic, classic rebound uh, scenario yeah. where she was feeding into you, kind of listening to your problems. She liked your dream. And she kind of built you up the whole time you were on unemployment. And then she had a nice-ass nice body. So you 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 know the sex was there everything all the signs were there that this was a rebound mm-hmm. and maybe he didn't realize it who knows I mean he he was in a five year relationship with Issa Issa um, who knows oh, what are they thirty at this point mm-hmm. I mean he's still growing if he's a fuckboy oh well there's a lot of us out here in these streets I've been called a fuckboy even very recently but what I but what I will say is um, the way the way he handled that was completely mishandled. And I think he would grow to realize he shouldn't do that in the future, if mm-hmm. you will. But now he's deemed a fuckboy forever. You know what I mean? He made a mistake. Yeah. And she got her point off, but it is what it is. Yeah. Enough about that. Also, uh, there was one question in, in, like, in Insecure that I asked you that I did not quite understand. And it was that Molly seemed to give the cold shoulder to a guy that I actually thought was like an actual, an, a good a dude. Good a yeah. good guy. The dude from This Is Us. Who, by the way... That dude's got some swag to him. Like yeah. he's got some swag. I, even in this is us. I was like, this dude's a pretty dope, dope ass dude. Like I, that's someone that we'd probably chill with, and he'd probably clean up in Tampa. Yeah. But I will say this: I thought it was weird that she gave him the cold shoulder for the premise of he seems too much like me. He yeah. It was in, and that was in the conversation, the phone convo that she had with uh, Issa, where she essentially said, "Yeah, I just seem like I just feel like I'm one of those boxes he's checking off in his five year plan. Like he has a five year plan." He has a good job. He make good. He makes good money, and I feel like I'm another box. And then Issa kind of hit him with the, I mean, damn, pot calling kettle black. That's literally what you're doing. You're yeah. looking for a guy to check off a box to to fill a space. And you're, I think you're absolutely right. She doesn't like him because it reminds her too much of herself. But also, it could be a self sabotaging thing. Yeah, I think that's almost like I'm gonna ruin something. Before I yeah before yeah before it works or or before it fails yeah before it fails. before she makes it fail yeah yeah um, yeah very, very interesting that she did she you said she ghosted she turned down the date and that looked like a fire date not saying I would have went with the dude but if I'm the chick in that scenario I'm like shit uh, scissors don't. Let's go see SZA. Yeah. What do you have to lose in that? Yeah. Scenario? Well, yeah. It's it's a concert. You're in a public place. It's you don't like have you, to talk you to each other. You act, yeah. You definitely don't have to talk to. <laughs> She's in the middle super of a concert. Dope yeah. So she turned him down, and I think ultimately he's the kind of guy he's gonna keep on her because he seems to be feeling her. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna put the pressure on her, and if she gives into that, her story will go one or two ways. Either she'll give into that, and we'll see how good it's gonna be for her, actually giving up her 
her own ego or her own sense of remember when the um therapist said you always look at life as to how you think things should be Mm -hmm. what happens if it's not like that and i think this is that scenario he may not be the best looking guy but he does match you in all these other ways and y'all could have a good relationship and here you are bucking the system because he doesn't look like the guy you think you should be with and i think a lot of guy a lot of girls a lot of my chick friends fall into that kind of thinking too a few of my guy friends too so where you think you should be with a certain level of person or whatever you think that level looks or career, and maybe that ain't what it is for you. Maybe you have a better life, not saying settling, but a step down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not not Beyonce, but Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. Um, but Insecure is dope. If you don't uh, watch it, I suggest you do. It's They're only in, um, what was it, season three? Yep. Oh no, season two. Season two. Season yeah. two. They just got renewed for season three. Yeah. I will also say the MVP of that show this week was the piehead that hooked up with Issa. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, him. That was almost as like <clears throat> like gratifying a scene to watch. <laughs> whenever, as awkward as it was, as when Pod, whenever Tyrion hooked Pod up in that Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah, yeah, and like he became sex god Pod, <laughs> like because like you you see this dude, and all you're thinking in your head is this dude's gonna fuck this up. Like yeah. this guy is not gonna do what he needs to do in the bedroom. He's gonna screw it up. And it's gonna be this hilarious moment, and then the dude drops trial, and the girl's like, "Oh, I see you," and okay. you're like, yes. "Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, yeah, do that because just do because you know that in most." I, I would say, like, female predominant TV shows, that is the point where you embarrass a guy. <laughs> yeah. That is the point where oh, a guy takes, a like, a huge L. And in real life, if you have those problems, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying you, but whoever may have those problems. So, staying with the HBO lineup, uh, Ballers, you mentioned. Yep. I recall a conversation with you where you say you weren't on it this season you're not I, it. no i'm not feeling it this season what's up what's going on I, um, i'm feeling it i'm, I'm still in the, in the mix um i'm not feeling it because i feel like it's kind of this the second season done over again okay um, i feel like they're kind of treading over like turf they've already ran not to use a like a football pun <laughs> but um i feel like they they keep running the same play over and over again another football pun yeah um Keep and going, and I, I feel like no okay so and also the dialogue is getting dumb as hell like it, it is basically like throw as throw as many like football actual football or basketball or any athlete Sports as you can in mm-hmm. and this is how it goes hey Steph Curry hey Dwayne I'm gonna use Dwayne because I don't remember his name of the show it's like hey Dwayne how's it going I'm going oh, good man hey I got some money uh, I'm gonna be in Miami oh why don't you invest some of your money in my company I'll hit you up about that let's set up a meeting okay I'll talk to you soon bam back into the dialogue of the TV show so like you, literally so you they, did they, watch they, season two. they do that seven <laughs> times in every episode where like some person who actually doesn't really tie does. into does not tie into the actual plot of the episode mm-hmm. just pops in to go hey famous person famous person talking to the guy on the TV show how's it going famous person oh I'm doing really well famous person invest your money with me we'll talk about it later get out of this episode famous person we ain't got that much money <laughs> keep going like that's how it's, it's how it feels yeah I, I can't disagree with that but I'm not just like with Game of Thrones I go there for the the, the fantasy story with dragons and flames and fire and brimstone and you go and to some, ballers and some for, fucking and I go to ballers for football references to real people to, to, to fakely show me the inner workings of how um, being a um, what the fuck is his job being uh, an agent a sports agent works mm-hmm. I like the little side stories with um, which you just put no, me let's on be this. honest you're looking for the same things you are for Game of Thrones you're saying like uh, you're looking for medieval you're looking for <laughs> you're looking for mystery or no no you're looking for um, in ballers <laughs> no, no 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 you're looking for medieval you're looking for like um what not it's not um 
like not science fiction, but you're looking for yeah, just like, that, like that. magic, like some mystery, that kind of thing. And then you're looking for fucking. And then in Ballers, you're looking at football. Mm-hmm. You're looking at hot chicks mm-hmm. and fucking. Yeah. So it's literally like they're they're different. HBO. They're, yeah, they've got a formula. They're just using it in different veins. I'm not mad at the formula. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the fucking as much as it is softcore porn, I ain't mad at it. I mean, the scenes look dope. I could I could uh, be okay without rock the rock sex scenes, but in Insecure, I don't know any of these people. And um, and Game of Thrones, same thing. Actually, I haven't seen a Game of Thrones fuck scene in a while. Mm-hmm. It's too Other much. Than, what are you talking about? They did it with uh, Grey Worm and that chick. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, that was, as close, that was as close to <laughs> softcore porn as HBO has gotten yeah. on a TV show because he went down on her. Yeah. I like. I don't care how you slice it. You can say that it, it's a TV show, so it didn't. Like, yeah, you can say that it's a TV show. They don't actually do that. I don't care if he didn't go down to her. He knows, and and he just had to face, like, just look at it. Yeah. He knows as like he knows the details of that vagina because his face was there for more than ten seconds. Yeah. And he and if he's not going down on her, he's what looking at. He he's got to yeah. stare at it. Yeah. He's in the proximity. He's in it. Yeah. And yeah. and they might have blurred a little bit, but they were just stark ass naked, and his face <laughs> is in her crotch. Like you know what's going on. Well, one thing that's uh, dope HBO, the storytelling is dope, and I'm talking to JM, who's a cinephile. And a um, a bit of a snob about it. He likes the shows, so that says enough about what you should. You know, the writing's dope, the acting, the cinematography's cool, and the budgets are there because HBO's not holding back. No. So check these shows out. If you're not on Game of Thrones, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. If you're not on Insecure, same thing. Ballers also dope if you're in the sports. Uh, Insecure, that that's male or female. I, mm. I, I used to think it was just it, for the females. Insecure's but. in the same vein as Atlanta. Like it might not be yeah. as it might not be as artistically. Uh, Gift, I was a gifted, yeah, because Atlanta did a lot of things as far as like things that TV shows had never done before with how they set up their episodes and how they would just do one random episode, almost like a sketch comedy show, yeah, where they would just do random uh, bits, the band, like that, yeah, the black, yeah, black news network, the fake BT, yeah, uh, that, that's a mark on John, on um, Charles Gambino, Don, Donald Glover, and his experience in the business, whereas Issa more hers is based in the comedy of what her life is, and I. Both shows are dope for the mm-hmm. same reason, and both shows are dope for different reasons too. Yeah. Uh, like you said, more artistic and and um, gives you a little bit more of that um, meta feeling, mm-hmm. and then Insecure kind of gives you the the stark head like on the nose. As a matter of fact, uh, this will lead us into our next topic: that on the nose feeling of I could be in these scenes in mm-hmm. Insecure, and we were actually in a similar scene to that last night. Yep. Um, we checked out the show at Anise, yes. uh, Wine and Rhyme. Yep. What'd you think? Uh, great, dude, great local event. Um, thank you to Liz and Ash for putting us on yes. uh, and informing us of that happening. Um, it was a dope... Uh, I like it, the setting. It, it, was a, it was a really cool setting, and I'm glad people told us about it and kind of like let us know when it was happening. Uh, Brandon uh, from Krebs Keister went out with us. Uh, we saw... Um, uh, acquaintance, uh, someone I've been introduced to before, uh, J Rock perform, as well as some other artists that were were there, and um, it was a great event, man. It was a local Tampa event, and it is Rhine and Wine or Wine, wine and, and Wine and Rhyme, and it is the first Monday of every month, and it is at Anise. <clears throat> a really cool event if you were looking to check out local artists, whether it was a stand up comedian, it was um, 
Uh, I, yeah, I don't actually, know. I don't, it was like young thug esque performance after that, and then <laughs> um, the last one was definitely like a hip hop and soul vibe to it. Man, it was a, it was a great uh, event to go to. So and the, I, those names would be um, Johnny Guyton is the comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, his his comedy was funny. It was a little targeted to a kind of a ghetto art audience, if you will, almost like a BET. Uh, what was that show BET had? Comic View. Yeah. It felt like Comic View. He's a white. He's a white guy, kind of targeting his jokes towards black to, to the black audience. But I will say the majority of the people in the room were black. Yeah. Um, but he, he was he was okay. He was kind of funny. There was a, a group in the middle. I'm not sure if they are. I think they're Jay Lamar. I think Jay Lamar featuring some of his friends. Yeah. Their music was a little, not to be disrespectful, was a little lacking. Yeah. Uh, they were harmonizing, kind of like. I couldn't uh, really understand what they were saying, and 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 for me, you know, me as a, a music fan, I really hang on the lyrics and what yeah. you're trying to get across. They had very few lyrics. They had what, uh, very few lyrics. It was it, a lot of harmonizing, a lot of like kind of trappy. It, it it reminded me of trap meets meets uh what's the dude that goes yeah yeah I can't remember his name right now <laughs> he's with Kanye uh Travis Scott. If it sounded like Travis Scott meets uh, old boy from Chicago with the dreads, Young Thug. No, no, the other guy, Chief Big Keith. Man. Oh, Chief Keith. Yeah. Okay. So Travis Scott meets Chief Keith. I wish there were more lyrics. I'm not saying they were bad. They were entertaining in their performance, but um, I, I wanted more content in yeah. the music. And then to wrap it up, it was uh, Synergy. I believe they called themselves Synergy in a Cup. Yeah, Synergy in a Cup. Which is a funny name for yeah. a group, uh, but it was a, a rapper singer combo, almost like an outcast. Yeah, and I'll say this, man, um, not to hate on the second group or anything like that, but you could tell the difference between the second and third group probably just because of uh, time in the game. Yeah, they were more polished. Like the third group was just more polished. They've been probably playing music together longer, I, so I'd you kind of, so you can get kind of, you can become crisp at your art form. But it was a hell of an event. Um, and I, we will definitely be back. We invite you guys all to, to join yourself and to come support local events and local artists. That's what we actually started this podcast to do. Yes. And, uh, we're going to be having local artists and, um, local talent coming on the show, whether it's in the comedy or music world. Um, and so if you guys have anything else that you know of that is happening in Tampa, please let us know. You know, we will show up. We've been to some art events. We've been Mm -hmm. to some golf events. Mm -hmm. You know, now we've gone to this event at Anise. Um, we'd love to go to some more. Um, I mean, me and Mike got a, got rather open schedule at this time, so we will <laughs> we will do it. I mean, I'm in town for the next couple of months before I start traveling again, so I'd love to do something over over August and September. Yes. Um, and then I think we're kicking it over. We're about to uh, talk to our boy Jake about some football, and then break down the NFL season that's about to kick off. Sounds good to me. Let's take a quick little break. Support up podcast. All right, welcome back to the Pour Up Podcast. This is your man, John Michael, here. We are here with a guest for the first time, uh, Jake, one of our uh, longtime listeners, first-time callers. <laughs> What's up, Jake? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Jake, Jake, you called us. You called us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, support, but I hope you got a drink in hand, bro. Yeah. Probably not. You... Uh, no, it... No. Okay. Not... Pour up fail. Yeah, pour up fail. Anyway, good way to start off the the segment. But no, we're here to talk to Jake about football. He is an avid football fan, much like most of us are as well. And uh, I don't know if many people know, but football season is about to kick off. And um, we want to know, you know, a little bit of information, talk to Jake about that. 
and uh, his take as he is the resident champion of the Ship Division Media <laughs> Fantasy Football League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is correct. You are correct. <laughs> and now I have a drink. <laughs> so, so, Jake, you are an Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons fan. I will not make any more jokes about the fact that you lost in the Super Bowl, even though I've done it quite often over the last few months. How excited, worried, frustrated, what, what's your feelings going into the season? Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I feel like I feel like my Falcons only got better. Um, I don't really see a drop-off point. Uh, I feel like all the players have done the same thing they did on the last off-season. Uh, again, this off-season, um, we picked up Don Terry Poe. That's a big pickup. Uh, helps solidify our defensive line. Uh, that was one of our weaker points last year. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, how do you feel about Collins getting suspended? I know that was pretty big news that happened this week with him being done for 10 games, which will probably in arbitration be, be cut down to five or six, but it is a significant blow. I, I feel okay. Um, Trufant's coming back off injury. Um, he looks strong. Uh, and we have Robert Alford, um, Poole. Um, there's a couple of other guys we picked up uh, in the offseason. Uh, I'm not I'm not concerned about that. And you got the man free Julio Jones that's going to be playing wide receiver. Still. With, yeah, with probably one of the sickest catches I've ever seen, which is in the Super Bowl, where I have no clue <clears throat> where he came from. Definitely like Spider-Man hand the the football on the sideline catch during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Crazy most insane, catch. Most man, insane catches. Man, if, if we had won the Super Bowl, that would have been one of the all-time catches. But because of He's the MVP of the game, right? Did, He's he's the um, MV, he's the MVP of that game if if y'all win right, of course, because because the big the biggest plays of that game are that catch and then the five yard slant he took for sixty five yards like I, I mean yeah someone else might have more touchdowns but I mean every like every like oh my god we need this to happen play I felt like came from Julio Jones. Correct, and, and like I said, if. If Edelman hadn't had that catch at the end of the game and the Patriots hadn't done whatever magic they did to actually win that game, <laughs> uh, then that that would have gone down as probably the greatest Super Bowl catch of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And and let's be honest, like the Edelman catch is like a, a freak, like random bounce kind of catch. It's incredible focus, incredible hand-eye coordination. But Julio Jones's catches, like Julio Jones's catches, athleticism at its peak. Like that is, there are few humans alive that'll ever be able to do what he did in that catch. Like the body balance, the the agility, the uh, just the God given ta- the God given ability to be that tall and that long. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's a uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, he's an incredible receiver. It was literally a catch. That, like Matt Ryan threw it to a spot that only Julio Jones had a shot to catch, and he did it. Yeah. There was there was no contention there. You think he was throwing I, it away? I, I don't know if he was throwing it away. I think the ball got away from him, and Julio went to go get it. I don't think he intentionally threw it that far out of bounds. That was crazy. That angle was retarded. I, I want to see the sports science breakdown of that play and yeah. the Edelman play too. Yeah. Um, you know how sports science does like they'll they'll measure the time and the space, the distance, and um, all the different elements of what created those moments. Mm. Uh, Jake, I want to ask you, what do you think you guys are going to do? As a Bucks fan and a division rival, 
I'm curious to hear your opinion. Are you are we back to the Super Bowl? Are we are y'all back to the Super Bowl or less or what? What do you think? I believe we are. Um, I think we're going to win the NFC style, um, and I think we're going to go back to the Super Bowl again. We didn't lose many pieces, and we picked up Don Terry Poe. You know, we picked up uh, other great players in the off season to to make the already great team that we took to the Super Bowl a step further. So I don't see any reason why we can't get back there. Okay. Interesting now, point of view. Now, now, as everyone knows, Mike is a Bucks fan, yes, and sir. he is in the same division. So for you to have done that, you would have to not only beat the Bucks in the division, but I'm assuming based on the talent level, um, even though you might get the hard knocks curse, <laughs> I'm worried like about that. you, I mean, you're you're hoping your team makes the playoffs this year, right? I mean, yeah, because I mean, y'all spent a hell of a lot of money, and you have a, a young team trying to get better. Just you know, whether that is in spite of or because of Jameis Winston, and that is the exact synopsis of what we're looking to do this season. We we were young last year. We're still young. Um, we did spend a lot of money in free agency trying to pick up some pieces to make our offense more high power. We were lacking in receivers severely last year. We're still a bit lacking at running back, but we'll see how that goes. Um, our defense is still as stout as it was, and as good as the Falcons' offense was last year, we we competed with y'all in both games. Um, even if y'all win the division, y'all still might have to see us in wild card. So I, I'm not making any predictions as to how that's going to work, but I am I do believe we're going to make the playoffs. Did did y'all draft someone in the secondary? Um, no linebacker. Linebacker? Yeah, we went. Who who was y'all's first round draft pick? Uh, tight end. Tight, oh yeah, yeah. Oh dude, that's dude. Y'all freaked out about that. I'm a huge fan of Alabama. As anyone who listens to podcasts or ever has had a conversation with me knows, <laughs> OJ Howard is a freak. OJ Howard is was Gronk in college, and no one threw him the ball. And that's like why he, we jumped for him. Yeah. So I think he's a freak. I think he's a great addition. I will say this: your biggest problem. While it was the offensive line and blocking for Jameis and Jameis throwing the ball to the other team on the offensive side, your <laughs> second biggest problem was that like abhorrent secondary. You our, had. our secondary, and was so trash. like I don't know what additions you made there, but you gotta sure that up because not like we just said, you're playing in a division with Julio Jones, yeah, and you're playing in a division with Cam Newton and Drew Brees. To to tell you, I, I believe actually I might be mistaken. I I think we did draft a cornerback. Um, Offhand, I don't remember who it was. Are you worried about the Bucks, Jake? Of of the teams in your division, is that the team a team you're worried about? That I do believe that the Buccaneers will finish second place. Um, they probably will even get a playoff berth. Um, I'm not concerned with Carolina. Um, that team is still pretty broken. And the Saints, their their biggest pickup is uh, was Adrian Peterson, and he doesn't particularly fit their offense. So. Um, and Drew Brees takes up way too much of the cap space. So I don't think either one of those teams are really going to be a contender. I think the Buccaneers are going to be challenging. Um, I do think they make the playoffs. I just think they still finish in the second spot. Hey, y'all going to have to step it up. I mean, we, we were giving y'all a run for your money up until the final three games last season. Um, those division games kind of kicked us in the ass after we lost Quan uh, to uh, the same scandal y'all dealing with this season with your boy Collins. Um, that hard, the Hard Knocks actually airs tonight, uh, the same night we're recording this episode. So by next week, I'll have a review of what that looks like. Uh, due to my scheduling, I wasn't able to make it to any 
uh, preseason uh, workouts or anything like that. Jake, had you been able to check out your team at all, or same thing? You've been pretty busy with work. Yeah, just mostly busy. I haven't been able to make it out there. What about you, JM? We we talked yes, a lot I, about the Bucks I, and the actually, Falcons. Actually, I've I've actually been to every Indianapolis Colts practice so I, far. That wasn't this year. what I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you. We're talking a lot about the Bucks and the Falcons. What do you think about your Colts coming up here this season? So I have not been excited about any Colts season over the last two years. Uh, if you would have asked me, I would have told you the exact same thing. We might have a chance of winning the division, but we're not going to do anything after that. Um, we have as your division this, is pretty. Yeah, our division's getting better, and the thing is, for the first time. In what seems like five years, we decided to try to get better ourselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we haven't done that before. Hey, maybe, that hasn't. Maybe been we so, should try this thing. Yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should try to you know do this thing as uh, sign people that actually play their positions well. Um, but I think we we upgraded on the GM, and I feel like f- football isn't difficult. Like football, I don't feel like football is very hard. I think at times you try to overthink and try to. Um, you know, Too the, much ter- the, yeah, the term the term in Game of Thrones is like I I've heard a lot of plans from clever people, but in the end, you have a dragon. Use it, like you know <laughs> what I mean. Like every once in a while, like you try to be really clever and try to like do what the Seahawks do every once in a while. I'm like we're gonna draft a bunch of tight ends and make them into offensive linemen. Let's see if this works. No. But uh, I feel like the Colts for once are are drafting players that are very good at their position, are are picking or, or we're good in college at this position to play and are playing that position and are picking up free agents that are good at a good age and at a good value. And I felt like for the first time, I feel like we've put a defense and our offensive line still isn't as good as I'd like it to be for Andrew Luck, who is, to me, if he has a good offensive line, is as good as any quarterback in the NFL. But if he's taking the hits he's taken over the last few years, he's going to end up like Roethlisberger, which is often injured with shines of brilliance and that's not all what i want for my quarterback so isn't he still hurt um yeah actually he is he hasn't practiced yet so i mean he's he's in throwing he's in throwing drills right now but i know that um i don't know if he's gonna be ready for the first preseason game um i'll tell you this i i'm excited about it but it my excitement hinges on two things and that is the development of marcus Mariota, and whether the texans can figure out if they can have a a an actual quarterback. They haven't had one yet. They haven't had one for a couple of years, and they still won the division somehow. So let's do this, Jess. We're we're doing a lot of talk, a lot of hopes and dreams, and some criticisms of our teams. Jake, we'll start with you. What is your schedule or not schedule? What is your uh, end season record? What do you think? I know you predicted playoffs and subsequently Super Bowl. What do you think y'all finish the season at? Jake, went to sleep. I'm gonna say we'll finish. Twelve and four. Whoa! And what were y'all last year? Eleven and three. Eleven and five. Correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah, twelve and four might. Correct. Twelve and I four think, might get you the, the two seed. After who? Dallas. I think that. Yeah. Go ahead, Jake. I, I think that uh, what's going to happen mostly is that uh, Jameis Winston is already having. Like waking up in the middle of the night with cold sweats and nightmares of hearing. Come on, man! God damn! Get to the damn quarterback! Yo, get to the quarterback! That means every fucking thing to me. Excuse my language, man. Find me later, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, 12, 12 and you said eleven. You said twelve and four. If y'all yeah, are twelve, 12 and four, four, twelve and four is up. We can't do anything better than ten and six. 
But I don't think y'all are going to be 12 and 4. I say the Bucks finish. Actually, I like 10 and 6. I say 10 and 6 and a strong wild card. Okay. I think I think the Colts end up uh I would probably go with 10 and 6. I think that would be our best case scenario. I don't think we're going 11 5. I don't think the schedule opens up for that. So 10 and 6 would probably be ours and also a wild card. I think that two uh, AFC South teams make it out because, as always, the NFC North beats the shit out of each other. The, the AFC West will only get one, and then no team other than the Patriots is good in the AFC East. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. Um, <clears throat> but I will say this. Um, my prediction – I have a better prediction. I think my, my prediction is, no offense, Jake, is that the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl this year. Um, I, would I have that. I have a little thing that I like to call, uh, or I have a theory in in mind when it comes to sports, and it's you've got to take a big L before getting a W. And a big L is everything is set up for you to do well. You are that darling team. You are the best team in the league. You are everything that people think is going to win the championship, but you haven't been punched in the mouth yet. And I feel like every team has to get punched in the mouth in the playoffs or punched in the mouth in the Super Bowl. It has to take a big L before they come back and they win the championship. You don't think um, Atlanta see, took their big L? No, I'm not saying. I think Atlanta took too big of an L. I think that I think that Atlanta took theirs previously in other playoff games for a few years with Matty Ice and them losing in the in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that that was their best chance to win it. In my opinion. In my opinion. What do you think? But Dave? I think, hold on. So what I'm saying is, okay. I, my track record of this. Um, the, the Warriors did it a few years ago when they were they they had won the playoff series and they had made a longer run than you thought they would and then they lost. I think they got beat uh, four to one. Um, the Seahawks could not get out of like could not get to the Super Bowl. They kept losing. They kept losing in the playoffs and then they finally won the Super Bowl. Um, the Broncos kept, had a hell mary from Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens and upset them, and then they came back and won it. The Patriots lost twice to the Giants, even in a perfect season, and came back and won it. I feel like teams have to lose to get that hunger that gets them over the hill. Um, I think that I think that this is like the the Cowboys took that. The Cowboys are 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 on pace, and I think they're going to do well. I don't think they're going to go fifteen and one. I think they might go thirteen and three. Or twelve and four, but I think they're going to make it the Super Bowl. It's going to be interesting to see, and I want to hear from Jake. The Panthers experienced exactly what you guys experienced, uh, taking a, a a big L in the Super Bowl, and then just falling to obscurity. You are you worried about that at all, Jake? No, I'm not. Uh, only because you, when it happened to the Panthers, um, Cam Newton got shook as Ron Rivera put it, right? Uh, he His confidence kind of lowered because of that game. He was brutalized in that game. You think it was um, the confidence in himself in or in the team? Oh, good question. Do you think it was confidence in himself or confidence in the offensive line and the team around him? Like, he, do you, I felt like last season, I felt like he thought he had to do more to get, to get more out of that team, and he might have been pressing a little bit. But I, I was wondering what you thought of that. I, I, I agree. Um, I was... You know, in the off season, their team got dismantled. You know, they lost a lot of pieces in that off season after the Super Bowl. So I think that is what led to their downfall the most. And I think that's why this Falcons team is different um, because we didn't really lose any key pieces in the off season, and we only added, a, you know, more defensive linemen, more cornerbacks, more linebackers. Hey, okay. All all the additions are not the the key thing here that we're discussing 
or the question, I guess, the spirit of what I was asking, mentally, that's an L, man. That's a huge way to lose. And the way y'all did it could light a fire in the eyes or could completely not, kick you in the balls. Not only mentally, but physically, you played four extra games and then lost pretty badly the the last game of your season. I think one of the biggest things that leads to that Super Bowl hangover is the fact that people, like teams, have to play those four extra games. And for the Super Bowl winning team, there is a bit of, you know, kind of that honeymoon period at the beginning of the season. But then they go, every Super Bowl team winning team I've seen has had a, a good amount of struggles in the middle of the season where they kind of have a little bit of injuries, have a little bit of spurts. And I think it's those four games, those extra games. And as any NFL player would tell you, one game makes a huge difference on what how your body handles it. And um, what happened to the Panthers and the Broncos last year were not only, like you said, um, some mental issues with Cam Newton, but people got hurt all over the place last season. And I think that you might yeah. have to worry about that. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, so I guess you're saying I think I think the biggest threat to our season this year happens to be something you're alluding to. I think the biggest threat to our season is our week five bye week. That's a tough week to have a bye week. It's very early, and then you have to go, you know, the rest of the eleven game. more games without one. So, mm-hmm. and then you run into the playoffs. If there's anything that worries me about this upcoming season, it's the bye week and the health issues that may result from that. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I'm not concerned about their mental state. Um, you know, I, I hear a lot of Falcon coverage here. The team doesn't seem to be dwelling on it whatsoever. Um, I know that the head coach is pretty much a week-to-week guy, so um, they've already put it past them. I don't think it's in the backs of their minds uh, at all. Okay. No, and, and and you mentioned a good thing, man. Um, with uh, with the week five bye week, the, the, there's a few bye weeks that are really bad. I think the bye weeks start week four, or I, week five might be the first one, and then the I think the last one's week eleven. If you have a week, if you have the outside portion portions of those bye weeks, I know those are always a struggle to go eleven games and wait for a bye week, and then to have eleven weeks at the back end. Um, is is never a fun thing, and teams often do struggle with injuries. And it's not the injuries to like the quarterback or the or the wide receiver or the running back. It's the interior lineman. Yeah. It's the defensive lineman. Dudes it's the, the linebacker. Yeah, it's those players that get hurt that um, don't don't get picked on Madden, but they definitely uh, influence how the game and, and the rest of the players uh, play. So Jake, we'll, we'll be ready to get you out of here. I want to ask you real quick another prediction. So we gave our team predictions in the real NFL. Fantasy, what are you predicting? I know you want to talk your shit here, so as a champ, I'll give you that chance. For, for my fantasy team? Yeah, what do you think you do? You running it back? Uh, are we getting a repeat? Or we oh, yeah, have no. A... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to win again. Okay. So, I mean, that's, I don't know why anyone would assume anything different. Uh, well, there, there's four more teams. But I have a question for you guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, of all the teams this year... What's your surprise team? What's the team that no one is paying attention to that you think is going to, you know, make a run, uh, make the playoffs? Maybe a team that's kind of been in the bottom half that's all of a sudden going to be a playoff team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everyone's talking about the Bucs. What are you talking about? I don't give a fuck. That's my answer. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the Bucks are hot. I mean, we're in hard knocks. It's hard not to be talked about, so that doesn't qualify for the question. Um, off of the head... 
I don't have one, so I'll defer to JM here. Uh, sleeper in the AFC um, would probably be the Titans. I think the Titans have a chance to make a really deep run and to be uh, a team, not like a Dallas with a 15-1 and record, but a team that makes it like somehow to um, the second or third round of the playoffs and then gets that chance that if they play a good game against the right team, can make it to the, fi- the a- 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 AFC final. Um, in the NFC, uh, maybe the Saints. Maybe the Saints, man. Uh, and I and it it's strictly because I just that offensive talent. I I think they're doing a lot. And uh, adding Malcolm Butler, like I'm telling you this, man. At Malcolm Butler, I've like people like to talk and whatever about like he doesn't get a lot of picks and blah blah blah. He might not be as physically gifted. No one makes a receiver as uncomfortable. And it takes them out of their game and beats the shit out of them, like Michael Butler, I or Malcolm Butler. I love watching him play cornerback because he might not get a pick, but your receiver ain't catching a lot of passes. And if he does, he's not like going anywhere afterwards. And I like that addition for the New York, the New Orleans Saints. Well, we'll see. I mean, he has to face uh, Julio and Mike Evans. I mean, he and... has. He's done pretty well against both. I, of them. I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just saying. actually no. He didn't even play against Julio. They put Logan on Julio, which is a bad decision. Logan Ryan was getting burnt. Well, we appreciate you coming in. Jake, got anything to say before you get out of here? I've just said I agree with uh, JM. The Titans were my pick. Um, I think that they're going to win the AFC South this year. I think you might see them in the championship game. Whoa. Huge prediction. Well, thanks, Jake. Until next time, we'll definitely be reaching out to you more this uh, this season on the pour-up. Uh, coming up next, after the break, we'll be talking to Steve. Uh, like I said, he couldn't make it today, but Steve has a little interesting point of view on this whole Usher Herpes situation. Mm. So, And much like Game of Thrones, let it burn. Let it burn. Uh, thank you, Jake. We'll talk to you later. The support Podcast. We'll be right back. Time out. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask y'all, y'all opinion on the, um, on the whole Usher situation and how you feel about like do you believe that he's passed not polluted penis or not <laughs> yeah man I, I honestly don't know I it's so far as only two accusers it seems mad out the blue and why Usher how do you know Usher gave it to you but well so that's my opinion what I find interesting is two things one is that it, this is all coming from the fact that they're saying that he paid someone off that he did a like, he paid someone to keep their mouth shut previously. So he paid a million dollars to someone. Number one, that should never come out. People are supposed to be legally binded to never speak of that. So yeah. if they do speak of it, that person loses the money. Number two, there's also a guy that has been in, that is in this lawsuit. It is, a bunch, it is a few women and a man that is saying that Usher gave them herpes. Yeah, I heard it was more than, it's been more than just two. But yeah, the the most interesting part to me, which I found hilarious, was the dude. (laughs) 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 How did did Google come out the world where he's like, yeah, I've been polluted as well by Usher. Me too. Everybody all at once. What was these people, where where was the first person a year ago? How come everyone just now, all of a sudden, coming coming out as as Usher is is this dude? You know what it reminds me of is that movie, The Longest Yard, when that guy, when uh, when the dude yells out, "All right, back freckle," <laughs> like like Usher's all tough and everything, and one guy, one gay guy, yeah, Usher wasn't that. Joint. Yeah, one gay guy yells at him, but I, but but you gave me herpes. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. But yeah, so honestly, I, listen, here's the thing for me. Um, I would like to hope he's not out here 
disinfected because for one, that shit's serious. But honestly, for the joke's sake, I'd rather him do have it so people can get these jokes off because it's just hilarious. <laughs> I've, been having a, I've been having a great two weeks or a week and a half, however long it's been, with this Usher shit. But in real life, I hope he isn't out here infecting people because that's fucked up. But I will say, the chick, the, the most, the one that had the press conference, how the hell you have a press conference and want to be known as a chick that has herpes? Why the hey, fuck do you want to tell a press that? Hey, why, why don't you just keep it? What's up? Because did you see that chick? I don't think she's making it in the news, but like in normal circumstances. <laughs> also, I'm not trying to degrade anyone. I'm just saying like it is. Oh, that shit, fat shaming. Yeah. <laughs> But also with the chick, did she back off and say, "Well, I don't have herpes, but I could have got herpes." I think I think she took that stance more so she than she did take that stance, and that should upset me even more. The fact that you how are you going to sue somebody for something that could have happened? She's like, "I'm not infected, but I could have, so I deserve money, bitch." Anyway, look, so so that means I can sue hoes for, for them might have been get might have the chance of getting pregnant, yeah, even though they're not pregnant. The I can sue them for something that that might have happened that we both um, play a part in. Yeah, she ain't put on a. She if, if Crush did smash, she ain't make him put on a condom like he ain't reach for one. So how in the hell is that any more his fault than hers? And not even just that. Even if she was infected, who's to say that she's not the one that gave it to him? Yeah, that that would be hard for them to trace this far away. I mean, it, depending on how long ago these people fuck. But like you said, it's been over a year. Where y'all just coming out the woodwork now? How can you trace partners back to say I got it from Usher? Like, how do you know you got it from Usher and not yeah. not Joe, somebody who you fucked from around the corner? And even even more so, even if they did smash, what if he did? What if, like, let's say Usher is positive, and but he could have contracted, he could have he could have got that after her, and that means she wasn't <laughs> in danger at all. No, I, I think it, I think it is pretty hard to prove. I think it's pretty difficult to prove whether someone got it. it unless you have like a test that says Usher knows, knows he got it three years ago. And then he's out here just raw DM people and, you know, not communicating to him that he's, you know, in fact, you know, he has the STD. The second thing was I asked someone this when I was in an Uber the other day. Like, would they still sleep with Usher what if is it? knowing he had herpes? And the woman that was driving the Uber did not say no. She did not deny that she she said I, I might still sleep with Usher knowing he has herpes. I ain't sleep with nobody who normally got anything. I'm telling you, I think I think I think, oh. I think the over under on this is around seventy percent of women oh. would sleep with us. Would, would, would still sleep with Usher. We should do a poll. We should. So so, so, so Mike, you so um, Here we go Kelly Rose. Kelly Rose, yeah, you got herpes and you can smash. You're not gonna smash. Uh, we all know how you feel about Kelly. Why well, I gotta be the hurt man? Uh, I'm just saying, so what you gonna do? Cause that, what you gonna do? <laughs> I'll pass. I'll pass. Like honestly, I'll pass. That's herpes is crazy, man. That shit. No, you're not, you're not gonna die. You're just gonna have a, a Nestle crutch. You might eat. <laughs> you might even rather. Well, this sounds crazy. AIDS will kill you. HIV will kill you. But at least it ain't fucking visible. Like your dick. Like you said, Nestle crunch dick. That can't be cool, man. I'm good. That's only when you have a, Mike. It's only when you have an outbreak. So you'll be alright as long as you don't have an outbreak. I don't know the deal. I you don't have an outbreak. You don't break out your raggedy dick. Some bitch gonna look at your shit like, nah, fam. No, but, uh, but not, not the whole point. It's actually, speaking of this shit, she's actually, it leads into my sound good, but you're lying. Not 
only, how about, all right, first off, her name is, however you say this, she's like Quantasia Sharpton. You know what I'm saying? And she is kind of built like the old Al Sharpton, which is a kind of ironic. Her last name is Sharpton. But neither here nor there, I'm not out here to shame her or nothing like that. I'm just speaking the facts of what it is. All right, so this lady, right? She apparently, this is what she apparently does. She's like a, a groupie, a pathological liar. She goes to these R&B artist shows from August Alcina, um, a couple other dudes. I've got like two other ones. Oh, Kirk, Your Kirk, Kirk Bangs. Kirkland and Natasha, you know what I'm saying? Somehow she, somehow she does get some type of affiliation with them enough to where they can get close enough for these picture opportunities or whatnot. But um, this is what she do. She's a, she's a fame whore. She fucked around and had a. She talked to her best friend about it, which was on World Star. They was dying. Dude put her ass on FaceTime. And they just talking about the situation and how she finesses these artists all the damn time. Oh, so and this person has that, a track record. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> And I didn't just how about last week, this last week, she had nerve to tweet some shit. She was like, uh, she was like, I need some money. Oh, where <laughs> and now this she had nerve to say she needs some money, then all of a sudden this should happen. Sounds good. And I was on top of that, just the other day I was like yesterday, whatever day that was, I don't even know. Just recently though, she had nerve to say, um, this is the last she, she posted a picture and she was like, I'm um, enjoying the last moments of me being a regular person. Oh, you're still a regular person. What are you talking about? You finna be, no, you got children. Your children are finna look at you when they old enough and Google you, you and whatever the situation is because it's gonna come out. Yeah. They're gonna realize that you are perfectly okay with going to an R&B singer concert, give your number out randomly to this R&B singer, get picked up by his bodyguard, and he smashed the same damn night. This is the type of person you want to be looked at As, in, your, in your children's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Honestly, I just... Go ahead. Hey, I, I, I want more for her. I want more for us. This is ridiculous. This is what the fuck you doing out here. I just don't believe you. <laughs> the story got so many holes in it from from from, from your... Look, share, and play a part in the fun. You're going to keep it 100. From their physical appearance... To the type of chick usher typically, stereotypically date, to to the, to the um to your social media, which is airing you out. I just gotta she gotta be inducted, bro. It sounds good, but you lying. Ooh. Usher ain't first usher, female. Usher ain't, burn, usher ain't let this one burn. <laughs> when someone lets lets <laughs> their new truth, their old story ruins their new truth. <laughs> 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 Yo, this is the first female, man. How you feel inducting a female into the into the your Lion Hall of Fame? Oh, she ain't the first one. Ooh. Oh yeah, Nikki was in there. Nikki, I was about to say. I forgot yeah. about Nikki. My bad, my bad. Fat chick, yeah, the second she ain't the first one up. I, I feel great. She she deserves she deserves to be in there. You know what I'm saying? And man, she deserves to be in that bitch locked in, can never escape again. This bitch is a fucking pathological liar. I, I don't, I can't trust her ever in life. Yeah, too many, too many holes in her story that's playing out in the media to where a lawsuit should easily get thrown out. But also, if you think about it too, the first girl got paid as hush money. Like, yo, whatever happened, keep this shit quiet, here's some bread, sign this non-disclosure. You dumb as fuck. You doing a press conference, bitch? You ain't gonna get no hush money? Now you're gonna just get lawyers thrown in your face and get nada. You know what I mean? Like Man, it's, it's people, too public now. People, people gotta want more for themselves, but I guess that's what she want. You know what I'm saying? I guess she she doing it for likes. I guess it's more down like. She did it to get it. She did likes. it to get on the Yaline Hall of Fame. She's like, you know what? I think yeah. I want to be in there. 
Let me see. Uh, this is my last day being regular. I'm being I'm being in your Lion Hall of Fame tomorrow. I'm gonna put the lades on TV. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it was just worth a couple of likes and then you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> we should send her a trophy or some shit. What was yeah, it? Send, send her an L plaque. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. But yeah, appreciate that, Steve. That that was that was pretty dope. And all the evidence you presented. I, I'm with you. Usually we argue against, but it's too it's too stacked against. Even if Usher got hurt, you she clearly undermined herself by saying, "Well, I don't have it, but I'm just saying I could have got it." And that's automatic, like, bitch. Get your yeah, yeah, exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> like if I, I went. Yeah, and, you wanna, yeah, how you feel? You want to debate it, or, or, or you? I don't think there's anything agree? to debate. I think this is hilarious. I, I like, <laughs> like, no matter how you how you slice it, like this is an interesting story. I mean, I Why you know Usher, what? I, yeah. <laughs> Why not Usher? And because he's known, like, I, if anyone's, if any, because uh, listen, R. Kelly's out here having sex cults. Yeah, you know, everyone knows. You know, you know, Trey Songs is is too low key to get known. Usher has a rep for cheating, so he has a rep for yeah, him being out there. So, yeah. you know, it'd be him. It'd be yeah. him. if there was people that that I feel like in 2017 would pop up with herpes. It'd be him or Tiger Woods. <laughs> You know? I want to salute the guy who claimed Usher gave him herpes. The dude, him. yeah. <laughs> I got my herpes from Usher. Yeah, what, <laughs> what if that guy came out and said, but I'm straight, though? Like, yeah. that, that's the equivalent of that girl's argument. Like, I got it from him, but I'm straight. <laughs> oh, man. 2017, man. Y'all wildin' already. But thank you oh, for that, Steve. Shit. Usher, clean your shit up. Usher need to say something, too. I don't know if, people, if they holding him back because of the lawsuits or what, but I feel like a resounding... No, I don't have that. Would we'll clean a lot of this up. <laughs> he could dead he, he, he could it all with just um, posting his um, blood work. Yeah. <coughs> Thing is, he probably do got it or got some other shit. A resounding, I don't have that. <laughs> I, I, called y'all, I called y'all here today at this press conference just to tell y'all it ain't me. I ain't got it. <laughs> and the judge just goes, well, I mean, I guess that settles it, right? I mean, he, he doesn't have it. <laughs> Usher said, so it must be true. Uh, all you gotta do is just just tweet and just put pound nah <laughs> <laughs> nah with a pound fist a pound fist emoji nah <laughs> shout out to my nigga saying pound though not hashtag <laughs> that's it <laughs> yo Usher Usher man where you at we, we curious we, we wondering what's going on here and he, he just silent would y'all go to an Usher show still Steve say it again would you go to an Usher show no, nah, I'm not really a big fan of Usher. I mean, everybody, everybody close to me know that uh, Trey Song is my favorite nasty nigga, so that's the only show I'll go to as far as the R&B singer. Yeah. So I'm just not a big, yeah. Or, and I'll take it back, the dream too. It's just a handful of dudes, but Usher will not be Usher's one of not them. Not nothing against, not nothing against him. I mean, he cool. I, he's just not someone I really enjoy like that. He'd have to be performing with other artists. I'm sure he would, would be. Yeah, you know what I mean? What about, uh, how y'all think Jerry feel about this whole thing? Usher's his guy. Like, that's his... That's his man. Oh shit! The guy think, who revealed himself. What if the guy is Jerry? I think, yeah, I, I, think, I think Usher feels like I feel like I feel like he feels like Usher just tagged him in. Like, all right, two more in the club, tag team match. Let's go! Oh my god! I think, <laughs> Don't do this to Jerry, man. He's not here. Oh, dirty, old, 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 dirty R. He's out. Oh, dirty Randy. <laughs> oh, dirty Randy's got a partner. Shouts to Randy on the boat. Giving bitches hurt. <laughs> I want to get off this shit, but Steve, appreciate you answering the phone. I know you couldn't make it today, but um, definitely we'll see you next week, and I'm sure you have another I Live for us. Absolutely. Oh, 
Absolutely. Tired of these liars out yep. here. We got to bring their ass to justice. Like, listen, follow the vision. Thank you guys. Support podcast. We'll be back next week.